The following podcast contains spoilers for Midnight in Paris. You have been warned. Ho, ho, ho. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello. <laughs> I am not very French. We are very hard at doing it. It is yeah. not easy. <laughs> Something baguette. Ridiculous. In- how you doing? I'm not bad. It's, it's a nice little, nice little relaxing week. I worked really hard yesterday, and now I I'm heard. just super sore. I believe it. <laughs> Life doesn't feel good on my body right I, now. I I believe it. I think uh, mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you did that. I did do. I did <laughs> do it. I was pretty but proud. Besides that, because I don't really care how much how hard you work. What I care about is how many movies you saw, Glenn. How many movies did you see, and what what did you see? I saw one movie, <sighs> and that was our movie this week. Other than that, I watched a couple shows. I'm currently watching Cobra Kai at the moment as well, trying to crank that out. Um, I, I had to stop watching that because it got so repetitive. I was just like, I, I need to. It's just, I don't know how California and the Valley area just has these kids hopped up on bully syndrome. It's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And no one gets arrested. <laughs> all Not a time. single one. Yeah. It's very annoying. I even had the argument at one point. I was like, yeah, it, I mean, it's really hard to watch because like everybody's just so fucking angry and nobody gets arrested or gets charged with shit. Yeah. They're like, well, that's 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 kind of the point. It's the whole thing of the show. I'm like, yeah, maybe not in real life, though. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it, it, it works for like a less than two hour movie with the, yeah. the Karate Kid movies. But not for a series. Yeah. The show is fun. I know a lot of people have cranked it out in one day. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, I did that for Witcher. I don't know if I'm going to do that for Cobra. Yeah. Uh, the show is fun so far. Uh, but we shall we shall see. Yeah. That we shall. Uh, I saw quite a few movies. I believe it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. Three of them were rewatches because, you know, I'm... Focusing more on rewatches, mm-hmm. uh, getting down to the nitty gritty, especially with my thousand and one movies you must see before you die videos, which are coming January twenty eighth. Just as mm. a heads up, uh, you can see the lineup for uh, episode one now on our YouTube channel. But uh, the first thing I watched, I rewatched Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to get out of the house. Really wanted to get out of the house, so I rewatched Licorice Pizza. Still good. Still enjoyed still, it. Still, I would imagine so. Still in my top ten of twenty twenty one. The more I watch it, the more I like Cooper Hoffman. And I he wasn't planning on becoming an actor, but I really hope he does after that. Yeah, he was, um, he was great. Yeah. So, and uh, so, yeah, check out Licorice Pizza if you haven't. Then I rewatched Mean Streets because it came up in the 1001 movies. Uh, that's going to be in episode two, by the way, not episode one. Oh. Uh, Martin Scorsese, we talked about it on this podcast. Still feel the same way about it. So if you want to know how I feel about it, go back to that podcast. Um yeah. Then uh, for the 1001 movies, I uh, am watching a movie called Trust. I watched a movie called Trust. Uh, Hal Hartley uh, directed, wrote and directed it. It stars Mar- uh, Martin Donovan and Adrian Shelley. Not necessarily in that order, just the names that <laughs> came up, up in my <laughs> pop up in, in my head. I, I'm not looking at anything. It just came up in my head. Uh, that is like a so take the Brat Pack movies. Yeah. Make them dark. Mm-hmm. And that is this movie. 
Interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I didn't know it was a comedy at first, so the entire time I thought they were just being whiny people. Yeah. And then, like, when I kind of realized it was a comedy, something, I'm not going to spoil it, but something absurd happens, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's a comedy. This has to be a comedy. And once you know it's a comedy, it's great. Yeah. But, like, if you're watching it as, like, a drama, because it plays itself off like a drama, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to watch uh but yeah trust really good gonna be featured in episode two uh then i watched the others with nicole kidman from 2001 uh a little bit of a spooky movie about a woman in a house with servants and all that and children who can't see the sun what the heck yeah it's a it's a weird movie it's it's fine it's a good it's a very ambient horror movie where like nothing terrifying happens, mm-hmm. but you kind of just get kind of uneasy the whole time. Uh, I, I've seen the uh, the cover art for this this movie. Yeah, a lot. yeah. Uh, I I avoided it because it just looks like your typical ghost movie from back then. But it's yeah. it, it does its own thing, which is kind of cool. Uh, then I watched Midnight in Paris. We'll get to in a second. And then I watched Adrian. Uh, which is about Adrienne Shelley, who was in that movie Trust I was talking about. Mm-hmm. She was also a director, um, and while... I don't know if you've seen the movie Waitress or heard of the movie Waitress. I have not. Uh, it came out in 2007, I believe. Um, but while she was in post-production for that movie, she was murdered. Oh. Um, a very unfortunate story. So it's kind of a documentary celebrating her life and the success of waitress because she was kind of like an indie darling yeah where like she was she was she was successful enough to live uh off of acting and filmmaking and all that Mm -hmm. but she never really saw like the acclaim that she kind of wanted but also didn't really care about um you know every artist is like that it's like i want to be acclaimed but uh, it's more about the art for me uh and uh her film became like a really big success unfortunately after she died because she did not see it uh it's like otis writing with uh sitting on the dock of a bay i don't get that reference but yeah uh, he absolutely blew up when uh but he died before that song absolutely did oh okay is it a a musician yeah Uh, otis otis redding you don't know otis redding i don't i'm I'm not big into like you would know the song i'm sure i would i i'm i'm really bad with names of musicians and everything unless it's like the the 15 bands that i follow Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i'm sure i have heard the song Uh, i focus all my thought and memory into movies (laughs) (laughs) i don't blame you uh so yeah that was a really nice documentary her husband actually directed it so it was very heartfelt uh features her daughter in it as well too um that's on HBO Max if anyone's interested. It's a very interesting and sad story, but also heartwarming in a way. It's hard to explain. Yeah. A whole bunch of emotions happened. Uh, then I rewatched Duck Soup, uh, which is a Marx Brothers comedy from 1933. That is also, I, I had seen it before. It's a, I rewatched it for the 1001 movies. Mm-hmm. You must see Before You Died. And one word describes that movie chaos and it's great chaos yeah it's it's a fun chaos uh, but that's all i watched for this week uh before we get into the movies unfortunately we, we try to cut out the news segments but three very prominent people have from the uh film and tv industry have passed away that mm-hmm. we felt uh, obligated to discuss and you know we want to discuss them uh the first one being uh, peter bogdanovich who uh was mostly a um you know, a director in the 70s and the golden era of Hollywood with The Last Picture Show, uh, Paper Moon, um, and and others. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But he was also a collaborator with Orson Welles. He was in 
Oh, I can't remember that movie that he's in. Uh, the Other Side of the Wind. Yep. Um, that movie that or the last Orson Welles last movie, uh, but he was also a director. Um, massive talent, and from what I've, I mean, obviously we didn't know him, but from what I've heard of people who have been lamenting him, he he was a, a great man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very very artistic. I, I very I, very talented man. Yeah, the movies of his that I've seen, I really really like, and I I want to watch more. I haven't seen too many, but I do want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I probably will now. <laughs> I was gonna say now we have a lot of reason to. <laughs> yes, as uh, as unfortunate as that is, it, it is kind of how it works mm-hmm. in my brain. Uh, that same very day, January sixth, uh, Sidney Poitier died. Uh, everyone knows him as the uh, first black man to win an Oscar for uh, leading role uh, actor and best actor best in a leading, leading performance. role. Yeah, best lead performance. Uh, he was also a huge box office success uh, in a time where you know that wasn't really a thing for black people. So he's a mm-hmm. huge, huge uh, person in in the um, the black community for those reasons. Um, he also passed away. Another huge loss of talent. You know, in the heat of the night. Uh, I guess, 94 guessing, years old too. Yeah, 94. He had a he had a long life. Mm-hmm. And uh Peter Bogdanovich, I think he was in his 80s, so he had yeah. a pretty pretty long life too. Um but yeah, they, they their talents will both be missed as well and um you know, obviously we can't talk about them as people cuz we don't know them as people, mm-hmm. but I'm sure their families will also miss them. Uh and then of course, uh the one that everyone's lamenting cuz people our age grew up with him as the sitcom dad and that is Bob Saget. Um you know, full house, all yep. that stuff. He he unfortunately passed away too. Sixty five, so well. not yeah, great comedian. Uh oddly dirty. Like when you when you find oh, out yeah. that his comedy is dirty after seeing him in Full House, you're just yep. like what? <laughs> Don't do this comedy, Dad. Stop. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, he he every single person that I've seen talking about how they met him the first thing they don't talk about like how funny he was even though he was extremely funny and how talented he was they always say he was kind and i really feel like more people should focus to have that be the first thing they say about them when they pass away is that they were kind uh you know talent and success should come second to being kind Mm -hmm. um and to see all these people lamenting him that way uh kind of makes it harder in a way yeah (laughs) um yeah like you said 65 years old there's no you know, uh, they didn't. I guess they didn't figure out the cause of death yet. But yeah, sixty-five, man, it's 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 still kind of young when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, my dad's sixty-seven, and he's yeah. I consider him pretty young. Um, so yeah, he he will also be missed. So you know, starting on a bit of a downer. Uh, big January's been big, very sucky this whole Jan- time. <laughs> yes, yes, it has been. Uh, hopefully, it slows down in that mm-hmm. front. Um, but without any further ado, I guess. Speaking let's, of sucky, let's get to- <laughs> let's get into midnight in Paris. I mean, this this is unbelievable. There's no city like this in the world. You're in love with a fantasy. I'm in love with you. What are you, what are you <laughs> doing here? Dad's here in business, and we just decided to. Reload the <laughs> oh. That's great. We can spend some time together. Well, I, I think nice. we have a lot of commitments, but I'm sure it's... We'll... What? While on a trip to Paris with his fiancée's family, a nostalgic screenwriter finds himself mysteriously going back to the 1920s every day at midnight. 
directed by Woody Allen, written by Woody Allen, stars Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, or Rachel McAdams, sorry, Kathy Bates, uh, there's Kurt Fuller, Mimi Kennedy, Michael Sheen, Nina, there's there's a shit ton of people. Yeah. I mean, to, uh, Tom Hiddleston was even in here, along with Corey Stoll. There's yeah, a lot Allison of Pill, mm-hmm. uh, Marion Cotillard's in there, Adrian yep. Brody's in there, <laughs> whole very, bunch of people. Very star-studded cast. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. Um, so I did pick this movie because I, I remember watching this back in, it was like, one of those premium channels when you know we, I used cable back in like 2011 or so. Um, don't like, say it like it's an old. I still use cable. Man. I, I don't <laughs> use cable anymore. So that's that's like a bygone era for me. Yeah, it was either like Stars or HBO. It was one of those those programs. Uh, and I used to watch this whenever it, it did come on back back in that heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember liking it. Now ever since then, around you know 2013 or 14, when I met you, my film taste has grown a little bit. And that's 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 what I like to use this podcast for is going back and mm-hmm. you know rewatching some of the things that I used to like and seeing if I like them now. Yeah. One of the things uh, as a lot of people know now is that Woody Allen is kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> very very much so. Legally we have to say yeah, allegedly. Yes. <laughs> uh, cuz nothing has been proven in the court of law, but everyone knows the mm-hmm. story behind what he, I don't really want to talk about it. I just want to talk. Yeah, about I'm gonna. Movie. That's all I was gonna say. Um, um, so now, I, I want to see now that I have more of a a taste of of you know Woody Allen movies since you know I've started this journey with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how I, I like his movies. Yeah. Um And and I think what what are the movies that I have seen of his? There's there's like two or three specifically that I've seen. Uh, Annie Hall was one of them. That was one of the early ones that I, I watched. I think I recommended that to you. Yeah. Uh, let me let me look it up real quick. This was obviously one of them as well. Uh, da, 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 Ants, which, I mean, he I think he just voiced it. Yeah, he was just he the voice actually, of that. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Society. I believe I saw Manhattan. I could be wrong. Scoop. Uh, a lot of the problems that I usually have with Woody Allen movies as far as they go is the main character always feels like it's him and it doesn't feel like some character that you know that i can attach myself to because they all every movie i watch with his characters always feel like i'm just watching woody allen but not sometimes because it's mm-hmm. a different actor mm-hmm. and even the actor that plays the character always kind of goes that like a woody allen type of like role like how they speak and you know the way yeah. they, they they do things and uh, yeah i've noticed that through the years it's it's kind of hard to watch his movies for that reason alone and just how kind of garbage almost all the characters are um obviously we'll we'll further explain uh that as far as that goes yeah but i just wanted to get that out there that that's that's just one thing with not only this movie but multiple movies that i've seen that like man i just wish i didn't have to just look at him while looking at owen wilson <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. it's tough yeah um, he is definitely a writer uh, and director who kind of just throws so much shit at the wall just to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you go through his his uh, filmography, let's see, um, 72, 73, 75, 77, 78, 
three movies somehow, oh, some were t- TV specials in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. Essentially, he makes so many movies that yep. it really feels like he doesn't spend a lot of time on any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, some he has a following. He has a following who love his style, love his writing and everything. Uh, granted, everyone I know that said that this was before 2017 when in mid, like the already public allegations were brought back up to the front because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was always one of those people that like I knew was creepy. I didn't know exactly why, but like I, I had heard whispers yeah. that he was a creepy person. And uh, <laughs> last week I said I stopped watching Annie or wa- watching Woody uh, Allen yeah. because of his allegations and everything. And then I realized I've only seen Annie Hall all the way through. Yeah, there's not many that you would normally go out of your way to see. Yeah, (laughs) and then I realized it's because the reason I feel like I've seen a lot of Woody Allen is so many movies came out between 2005 and 2017 that he directed while I was working at theaters, and Mm -hmm. I just saw bits and pieces of them and decided I didn't want to see them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's just, he's not really my style. I love Annie Hall. I yeah. think Annie Hall is a brilliant movie. Uh, I think he, he that's probably him at his peak is in the 70s. Um, and then he just kind of, I feel like he gets kind of full of himself and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just makes everything super complaining. Um, super complaining. The vocabulary is always just uh, like long and exaggerated and over camped when, uh, yeah. whenever and they he, have conversations with each other. It's just like, why are these two yeah. people who are way too smart just talking to each other like they're both the smartest people in the world yeah and he also romanticizes uh everything like mm-hmm. every like he obviously this whole film is about well, romanticizing I saw the way you put on your shoe and i just thought i was like wow i was like yeah. maybe this woman fell in love with me <laughs> yeah exactly this is, he he romanticizes uh paris and this was you know everyone romanticizes paris um except for me because mm-hmm. every french person i've ever met has been rude to me <laughs> for no reason other than the fact that i was american uh, but um, then uh, the uh, he, he romanticizes the past and everything. But that's kind of what this whole movie's about, which mm-hmm. I did appreciate that is that, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of examines the fact that no one's really happy with the time or place that they're born in. Um, and everyone kind of wishes they were born in a different place in a different mm-hmm. time. Uh, that part I did. I did like that aspect of it, but it's, you know, it took a long, long time to finally get there. It just kept romanticizing it. And then it wasn't like a transition into that thought. It was just like, oh, uh, this woman doesn't want what I want. So I guess uh, we're we're both just romanticizing something we can't have at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, And that's his female characters, in my opinion, are always so two dimensional. Yeah. Um, there, ex- with the exception of Annie Hall, but that's mostly because of the work of Diane Keaton. She she brings depth to that character, but if you look at the writing, she's also kind of two dimensional. Mm-hmm. But through Diane Keaton's performance, she she has some depth to her. But the thing that um, bothered me with his writing in this is every time they talked about a woman the first thing they would say is like if she's sexy or beautiful or whatever and you know Owen Wilson his character didn't really strike me as the kind of person that would say that maybe it's just because I 
you know, like Owen Wilson a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Owen Wilson would do that. But it just kind of felt off to me, um, other than, you know, being problematic. Yeah. I mean, you, you that's that was the point I was bringing up earlier, is you see this and you sit, you're like, oh, Woody Allen would say that for sure. No, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. see Owen Wilson saying that about, like, this. the character didn't fit Owen Wilson. It, it looked like it just fit Woody Allen in a, yeah. in a way. And, you know, like like you were saying with the female characters is, like, it, they were all so two-dimensional. And, I mean, Rachel McAdams, I texted you in the first five minutes. I'm like, well, get ready for her to be an absolute bitch the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> and then Marie, uh, Marion Cotillard is literally there just to be hot. Yeah, just to be the, like, the love interest for, you know, she's for hot, Owen Wilson's character. And she she says she's very interested in his book. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I really I really did like you were saying earlier I did like the concept of this movie of how you know you're born in the wrong time um, and you want to be somewhere else and you know at midnight a little carriage comes along and it takes you away and whisks you to the wonderful land of where you want to go which Mm -hmm. is still in Paris but still uh, the time where you want to go I like the concept of all of that I just think I don't think he was the director or writer I wanted for that theme you know agreed because like like it, it drags on a lot of like arguing back and forth. It's like a dick measuring contest of knowledge, you know, with this this uh, this this like teacher guy. That, I did uh, like how Michael Sheen was wrong about a lot of things and would yeah. not admit that he was wrong. I thought that was a nice touch, but it, mm-hmm. the dick measuring contest was still just like and her just fawning over him was yeah. just like it's honestly like, like biggest red flags in the world. Guy. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Woody Allen would do that, but any yeah. other man. I feel like would have enough self-respect to say something about that, whether in front of Michael Sheen's character or pulling uh, Rachel McAdams off to the side, be like, "Listen, you're kind of going a little bit too hard here." Yeah, and, why, why don't you just go? Uh, why don't you date that guy instead? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you clearly want to be with him. It, uh-huh. It's just it, it, his character didn't seem like he had any self-respect. Yeah, which you know, again, Woody Allen, I believe it, mm-hmm. uh, even though he he's kind of a egotistical lack of self-respect person uh owen wilson i feel like he does have self-respect yeah it, um, like i wish i wish the character morphed more around how owen wilson would have maybe done things yeah. versus you and know. like the, the moments where he would make snide remarks you know about uh knowing how that pablo picasso painting was mm-hmm. painted and and how it was really a, a shit painting yeah um and and, and he just uh, drops the mic and walks out of frame yeah, and then uh, you know, lying about no uh, reading an autobiography about Rodin. Yeah. Uh, to stick up for that museum guide who definitely knows more than Michael Sheen oh, about yeah. Rodin. Um, those little touches I liked, but I feel like with how if 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 Rachel McAdams' character was more subtle, mm-hmm. I could see him acting like that. But she was just so riding Michael Sheen's dick in this. Yeah, it, it's metaphorically, this, of course, yeah, of course, uh, and, well, and, and not metaphorically, off screen, off screen, <laughs> yeah, off screen, yeah. Um, that that I find it hard that any self-respecting man, and Owen Wilson seemed like a self-respecting man in this movie, not just him in real yeah. life. In this movie, he did, uh, yeah, up, up just until, how he portrayed it. Up until the moment that both Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson decided, you know what, I'm just going to cheat on my spouse <laughs> in yeah. this. They're like, you know what, you like me, right? Eh, yeah, well. I'm going to I'm going to cheat on my 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 fiance. Yeah. Both of them. But uh and and Owen Wilson went out of his way to 
to steal his fiance's stuff to go cheat on <laughs> with somebody from the 1920s. I'm like, oh my god. And then only only try to give it back when they're gonna blame a housemaid yep. and get her fired. Um, um I, one, I oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna I was gonna go off topic here if you. Uh, so uh, so was I. Okay, I was just gonna say I've never been drunk in my life before, mm-hmm. but I know that you have to be a real idiot to trust drunk you. Like, the fact that he never questions that he really did go back in time is kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, so, I wasn't that and drunk. He, and like, he was, no, nah, he was pretty shwasted, too. He yeah. Was, and he, he's like, he never wow. questioned himself. Like, like I said, I've never been drunk, but I was just like, I feel like you'd be questioning yourself. Yeah, I mean, you would <laughs> definitely be questioning your whole life if you just run into, you know, all these, you know, your, big your name heroes, artists. Your literary yeah. and art heroes. Yep, all all in Paris at the mm-hmm. same time. You're like, Pablo Picasso? Oh, my God. Ernest yeah. Hemingway? And, uh, you know, all, all these people. Eventually, you're going to get drunk enough to be like, no, that definitely didn't fucking happen, no matter, yeah. <laughs> no matter how drunk you are. Mm-hmm. You're just like, all right. Somebody laced that with shrooms, I guess. <laughs> Did I have some absinthe? Yeah, what the hell happened? Uh, the off-topic thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, that I, I I do I do like this movie. I like the concept of it, but it, it it drew too much of in the real life of pointless arguing back and forth. And like in in a way, it's kind of good because it kind of is nice to see what kind of a a drab life that he has. And how dull it is, and why he wants to go back, but it's just so so much constant like negativity that it it's just over becomes the top, yeah, yeah, it becomes like a weight on on us watching it because we're like, I just just fucking go back to you know Kathy Bates talking about how sexy that painting wasn't for a second, yeah, or, or like her reading the book or Ernest Hemingway going way over the top with his dialogue, yeah. even though he's a writer, it's just just take me back to the the fun parts, you know, yeah. This is a, another cliche in movies about like bohemian culture and everything mm-hmm. is when artists, whether literary or painting or whatever the medium is, they're arguing what the job of an artist is. And they're yeah. just like, oh, you got to the artist's job is this. The artist's job is this. Literally, the artist's only job is to express themselves and hope that what they make moves someone. Yep. Any any claim that they have more responsibility than that is just pretentious. It, it it's just it's it's a self-importance beyond reality at that point where you're just like oh we we have to question the status quo it's like no you fucking don't you just express ah, yourself yes. if you want to question the status quo through expressing yourself go ahead but an artist's job is to express themselves and then hope that someone likes it that's that's all it is and i yep. i i it's not just this movie it's a lot of woody allen movies do that but like I hate it in movies when artists do that. I'm just like, you are taking yourself way too fucking seriously. Yeah, yeah I, I get a lot from a lot of his movies is that he, when he makes these types of movies, a lot of what I feel like when I'm watching is like, I feel he, I feel like he's so much smarter than me or he's trying to show that he's so much smarter than me when I yeah. watch these movies. That's why I don't like watching most of the five that I've watched. Yeah. But uh, my, my problem with him has always been he has like a, a an air of self importance or superiority or something mm-hmm. uh where like 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 you said he he's always insisting that he's smarter than everyone and just kind of doubling down on that time and time again yeah um i wanted to backtrack real quick speaking of artists sure. how do you feel about the cover art for this? oh yes we, we <laughs> talked about this already <laughs> So for those of you who have not seen the poster, which I'm hoping everyone that's listening to this has seen the poster, uh, 
it's Owen Wilson walking down uh, by the river in Paris. I forget what that's called. I want it's called the Seine River. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. And then in the sky is Van Gogh's Starry Night. And it's kind of blending in with the background of Paris. Mm-hmm. Not only is Van Gogh not mentioned in this movie at once. At all. <laughs> at all. Not a single time. Starry Night is not a painting of Paris. <laughs> It's a painting that was painted from the view of his room in the mental hospital he was in, Mm -hmm. which was in the countryside. So why the fuck is Starry Night on the poster of Midnight in Paris? It makes no goddamn sense. They got to make that Van Gogh money. If Van Gogh was in it, which, again, doesn't make sense because he was dead before the 19th century, and this Mm -hmm. takes place mostly in the 1920s. He did die in France, but that's but like not as Paris. close as that not, not Paris. Yeah, that's as close as it gets. <laughs> and he probably has been to Paris. I'm fairly certain he's been to Paris. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like, if he was even mentioned once, I would forgive it. But they don't mention him a single time. Not once. Not a, not even in passing uh, apparently dialogue. He, apparently he did move to France or uh, Paris at a certain point. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he but, definitely uh, lived but there yeah, at some he's point. He's not mentioned but... at all, and then boom, you just got... And, and yeah. Starry Night has nothing to do with Paris. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's something that just bothered me, like, when I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overly, overall, this movie just kind of, I don't like how pretentious it is. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, it's not as uproariously funny and interesting as Annie Hall is for me. Yeah. Uh, I think Annie Hall is an overall better film. This does have some funny moments, though. Like mm-hmm. when he walks in uh, with his manuscript in the 1920s and Kathy Bates' character is trying to buy a Monet. Uh, or Matisse. Sorry, it was a Matisse painting. Yeah. And uh, she, <laughs> she's buying it for 500 francs. And he's like, 500 he's francs? Like, 500? Oh, can I get like that, six that or seven? Fair. Can I get six or seven? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's wildly underpriced. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... A star-studded cast. I I wish they were all able to do the roles, maybe how they wanted to do them. Yeah. Um, I wish it was a different director, you know, style of it because it was a great concept. I loved I loved the concept of it. I just wish you know the the style of it was a little bit different because it just. What it, director do you think would do the story justice? <sighs> Anyone else? <laughs> um, uh, I think that. Uh, Oh, let me make sure I, I I get him confused with someone else all the time. I mean, honestly, even Wes Anderson would make this story. Wes Anderson would do, be good. Uh, and I'm I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan. Yeah, I I like Wes Anderson. Yeah. I think he'd and be I great. think he would um, he would do exceptional at this but story. Another one would be uh, Garth Jennings, who did Son of Rambo and uh, um, yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I feel like he would do a good job with it. Um, you know, it's not really his speed. Edgar Wright would do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not really like he usually goes for like action or horror or whatever, but uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of people who could do this movie justice for sure. Yeah, um, unfortunately, Woody Allen's the one that wrote it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's a uh, judgment time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that brings us to the judgment for Midnight in Paris. As always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, Glenn, you picked it. I was trying yes. to remember who picked it. So it was uh, you, I. You get to go first in that choice. Um, as I was saying, just about two minutes ago, I like the concept. I, I just wish, you know, it, it was it was made by somebody else, somebody you know, who doesn't just like narrative arguing back and forth and just having yeah. bad relationships and such. Uh, 
but very fun concept. I think a fun movie. I think Owen Wilson's great in it. Everybody else is kind of iffy unless they're in the 1920s and they're yeah. having fun. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think this is going to make the shelf. Sadly, uh, I would agree. I think it's um, filled with too many cliches, too mm-hmm. many tropes, uh, even by like Woody Allen tropes and everything. Um, just it's it's a fine movie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's it's nothing that I think is worth really talking about, uh, especially you know th- it's not my decision is not completely based on this, uh, but if this were a great movie, it probably wouldn't be brought up. But he's kind of a creep, Woody Allen. He, so he do kind of be creepy. Yeah, you know, as shitty as it sounds, I'm more likely to forgive creepiness if a movie's great than yeah than I am if it's mediocre. That's horrible, and I'm sorry, but you know, it's. Uh, unfortunately true i wish it was <laughs> that do that do do be the way that it be. that doesn't forgive his creepiness it just no, not at it, all. It, it makes me forget about it while watching the movie let me be clear mm-hmm. uh so midnight in paris does not make it on the shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden that brings us to our assignment for next week it is streaming roulette the first streaming roulette of uh 2022 and as everyone knows by now hopefully uh, we spin a totally real, physical, giant wheel yep. with every movie on every streaming service that we have, and we spin it three times and pick the best out of those three. So, without any further ado, here comes the first spin. <gasps> oh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Christmas. Where was this last week? <laughs> last year? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you want me to spin I might have actually seen this. I think I have, too. Yeah, because this is a VHS tape, this bad boy. Tim Curry! As uh, Forte. Forte. I did see this movie. Holy shit. I mean, we can keep it on. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. I can't find it. Man, that's a flashback if I've ever seen it. An hour and 12 minutes came out in 1997. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, astonished to find the Beast has a deep-seated hatred for the Christmas season. Bell endeavors to change his mind on the matter. Yes, it is directed by Andrew Knight, written by Flip Cobbler, Cindy Marcus, and Bill Motz, uh, starring Paige O'Hara, Robbie Benson, Jerry Orbach, David Ogden Steers, Ber- uh, Bernadette Peters, Tim Curry, Haley Joel Haley Osment, Joel Osment, holy shit. Uh, Jim Cummings, uh, Paul Rubens is in there, Angela Lansbury. Lots of people. That is going to be probably on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is our first one, Beauty and the Beast of Santa Christmas. <laughs> Never would have thought. Uh, here <laughs> comes spin number two. Tomorrow, when the war began. I just realized I did not put the year filter on this, so we might get something. It's 2010. We're good. Yeah, that one's good. But This one's on Pluto TV and Tubi and Amazon. Yes. Uh Tomorrow when the war began, when their country is invaded and their families are taken, eight unlikely teenagers band together to fight. You want to take the names? That poster looks a little rough. Yes, it does. Uh, Directed by Stuart uh, Beattie, uh, written by John Marston, the novel. Uh, Stuart Beattie, again, who was the director, also wrote this, stars Caitlin Stacy, Rachel Hurd Wood, Lincoln Lewis, uh, Denise Akdenes, Phoebe uh, Tonkin, and Chris Pang. Yeah. Yes. Not looking great so far. That is not looking great. I'll tell you what, Beauty and the Beast is spiking some interest. (laughs) Spin number three. Putney Swope. 
Interesting. Uh, 1969. Uh, P-U-T-N-E-Y-S-W-O-P-E. It is on Pluto, Tubi, and Voodoo. Yes. Ooh, Robbie, Robert Downey Sr. directed and wrote it. Oh, very nice. Uh, the board of directors at Madison Avenue ad agency must elect a new chairman. In the maneuvering to make sure that enemies don't get votes, all members <coughs> accidentally cast their ballot for the board's token black man, Putney Swope. Interesting. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Written and directed by Robert Downey Sr. I'll let you take the rest. Uh, da, 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 written and directed by Robert Downey Sr. Arnold Johnson stars Stan uh, Gottlieb, Gottlieb, Gottlieb. Uh, Alan Garfield, and just there's a bunch of names here. Archie Russell, uh, Raymond Gordon, Burt Lawrence, and John, oh, Joe Madden. Yes. Uh, this is also on Criterion Channel, so Ooh. on top of Plex. It's on Criterion Channel. I will probably watch Criterion Channel because there are no ads. Rated R, 124 minutes. That's not too shabby. I said that like we already picked it. What, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, of these honestly, do you want to... It was Mr. Beauty and the Beast, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with Putney Swope. I think it looks That's, interesting. That sounds good to me. All right, so Putney Swope is our assignment for next week. Uh, yeah. That's it. One vote for Elias. One vote for Bessinger. Nine votes for Swope. Swope! You don't have to accept! It's a terrible job! Don't take it, Swope! The man's been elected and you voted for him. We all voted for him. Because we thought no one else would vote for him. Putney Swope is the new chairman of this board. And I will defend that mistake with my life. There we go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore view. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. I forgot Twitter. Twitter, Keystone underscore film underscore, yeah, underscore review. I forget. No, Keystone underscore film. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. And on Letterboxd. <laughs> I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Iron Man's dad make a movie. Mm-hmm. And write a movie. He is Iron Dad. He is Iron Dad. Papa Iron. Papa Iron. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.